0: Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. Everybody, I am stoked, excited, just really, really looking forward to having this conversation with Miss Cynthia James. So Cynthia, I'd love for you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, but also tell us something we're not going to read in your bio or find on your website.
1: Oh, so I'm so happy to be with you, Tish. I'm an uh, author, I've written five books, I'm uh, a singer, I've recorded um, five CDs, I'm an international speaker and a, a coach for executives and, and, and primarily women, and I, I love what I do, I'm passionate about being on the planet, I'm passionate about people, and especially women, because I think it's our time, and what might you not know, I was Miss Minnesota Universe in 1973.
0: Okay, then. And that makes perfect sense because you're also gorgeous. For those of you all who are listening and not watching the video, beautiful, beautiful woman. And um, I think I saw you on A Different World. Was that a different world that I saw you on? Yes. (laughs) We're going to have to find that clip and put it in the show notes so people can catch you in living real, like real live on TV. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your background, because I'm intrigued to know, and I, again, we'll talk a little bit about how we connected in a moment, but I'm intrigued to know how all these pieces kind of come together. You having stints on television, you sing, you coach, you speak, all of these things. How did all this get started, Cynthia?
1: Well, you know, it's really interesting because when I was in high school, I sang in the choir and I, I sang solos. And I was always nervous because it was the time when Aretha was jumping and Gladys Knight and all these people. And I did not have that kind of voice, but people said they liked the, the way my voice sounded and felt. And I, I, I sang in high school and I think I was born to be on stages because mm-hmm. I was always ending up doing all these different things. And I, I really believe that, you know, everything that happens to us, everything that we do leads us to the current moment. Mm. And so I did a lot of things in my life. I traveled, I sang, I acted, I did all of these things. And each time a new iteration of Cynthia would occur, whatever I had done before that, fed it.
0: Wow. Well, I know that when I see you, and even especially the first time I had the opportunity to, to talk with you, and it was here on Zoom, I remember when you came on, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) She was just like brilliant and beautiful and bold and all of these things. And it would be easy for anyone to make the assumption that that's who you've always been. And maybe it is, but share with us a little bit about your journey in that. Have you always been confident and sure of yourself and bold and all of those things? Or has it been a journey for you to get to where you are right now? Uh,
1: the answer is no, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> uh, no, 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 I was super shy as a kid and I had a really violent, abusive childhood. And so I was like, be under, under the radar that, that was, that was, you know, that was the way I did. And, but what I learned in, in high school was that the more outgoing people, the, the more engaged people got positive feedback. And so I really kind of taught myself. And I actually think if I hadn't had all that craziness as a child, I probably would have been a little more confident and outgoing, but I had to learn it. I mean, I, I was a teen model and stuff. And, and so I had to learn. It. And I think the universe kept putting me in positions where I had to learn to be confident, where I had to bring myself forward and, and you know, kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. But yeah, I, it was it was challenging. And I, there were moments where I sabotaged myself wow. coming up because I it, it felt too big. It felt too grand. You know, who was I to want to step into those
0: places? Oh, my God. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing like the real because sometimes people they only want to share the My husband says the shiny parts and not the shaggy parts. <laughs> so thank you for sharing the whole story. And as as much time as I've had the opportunity to share with you, I'm amazed because I never would have imagined that you had that upbringing. I never would have imagined you've ever struggled with confidence because you do show up so just brilliantly all of the time. So who do you believe, Cynthia, you've had to become in order to enjoy the level of success that you currently do?
1: I had to become fearless. I had to become a risk taker. I had to become brave.
0: Wow. I'd love to hear more because, and we'll we'll kind of dovetail into, you know, how we get the opportunity to work together through awe. But I see you in your coaching and your speaking and being able to just pour wisdom into other women. And so talk to us a little bit about that journey to being brave and, and, and fearless and all of the things you just mentioned. And how does it currently feed your life right now? Well,
1: first of all, I, I really believe it was because I've always been hungry for the divine. <laughs> I've always been hungry for spiritual awakening, and it, it took a lot of circuitous route. But it all led me back to that if I was going to heal, if I was going to move beyond my childhood trauma, then I had to do it at the spiritual level. I, I had to get close to God. I, I had to open. And, and understand that somehow, you know, spirit was with me through all of the insanity. Mm-hmm. And if that was true, then I could connect to it in other ways. And so so my spiritual seeking w- was one. And the other was I've always been a learner. So, I, you know, I've been in all these schools and all these workshops and all these classes and all this stuff because I wanted to understand myself, but I also wanted to understand how I could be in service to other people. And so when I I went to a thing called the University of Santa Monica, which was a spiritual psychology program, and they taught us 65 counseling skills and all that. But the most important thing that happened for me there was they asked us to create our own counseling strategy. And because I knew that I had done so much emotional work and also that, that there was a mind-body connection, I created this thing called emotional integration. I did not know at the time that that would become my life work, but wow. that's exactly what was happening.
0: Oh, wow. So again, I, I love watching you and it's, it's like a moment when someone says something and I can see when you're like, Roop, I, can, I can help you with that. And I can just see that light come on. And so tell us a little bit, if you're, if you're willing to tell us a little bit about awe uh, in the, the way that you and I, you know, get a chance to work together and, you know, how people that need you the most, you know, who do you really help? Who do you work with and who can really be transformed by getting a chance to chat with you and share with you?
1: Oh, well, thank you. So, awe uh, is the Academy of Women Entrepreneurs. And and I'm so grateful that you're one of our instructors. I, I can't even tell you, this is our first year of doing it together and everybody was in awe and thrilled uh, about who you were and how you taught. But the Academy of Women Entrepreneurs was created because we, we had done mastermind groups. Um, Jean Hendry and I have a, a company called Women Creating Our Futures. And we always have a, a conference every January and we always have a three month online mastermind. But there were women in that mastermind who said, I want more and I'm beyond this point. I'm an entrepreneur and I need help. So we created this year-long program where women come in and we immerse them. We talk about money and sales and marketing and leadership and relationships and power and presence. And then we have coaches for them. And so they're immersed and they have strategic plans we usher them through the entire year to take their businesses to the next level.
0: Oh, my God. And it's powerful. I love it. It is so powerful. And I'm honored to be a part of AWE as an instructor. But I love watching how the women who are in need of something are able to get it. They get it from all various people. There's lots of amazing women who are there. But I, I specifically watch when I can see when that light comes on. You're like, oh, I know how to help in that area. Um, Cynthia, tell us a little bit about the other work that you do, because I know that you speak and, you know, you probably do work in other ways. Tell us some of the things that you do outside of awe uh, as well.
1: Wonderful. Well, I, I am an author and a speaker. I, I speak internationally. And I think I, if I were to say I had a specialty, I, I talk about self-care and self-honoring yes. uh, and the importance of it, because no matter what you're doing, if you don't take care of yourself, everything else doesn't flourish. So that's, that's my focus. I work with a lot of leaders and small companies. I I go in, I work with their staffs and and, and the leaders, and it's really, you know, how do we become conscious? How do we have a conscious organization that supports the vision and the mission that we've come here to deliver? And so I work with them. And so right now I'm working with a, a few small companies on transforming their staffs and their leadership so that they can be more productive, more expansive, more powerful, and, and, and actually up level their leadership.
0: Wow, I bet those people are glad to have you in their face. <laughs> I, and me too, I, it's, it's, a, it's a bliss thing for me. I bet, I bet. So we talk on the Networking School podcast a lot about connections and relationships and how powerful they are. I really believe that relationships are the catalyst for success. So would you be willing to share with us what have been the most important connections or relationships in your life?
1: I've had some extraordinary um, spiritual teachers and guides that I, I'm just really clear the universe just dropped in and said, she needs you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have also had extraordinary women in my life who saw me when I could not see myself. Lisa Nichols um, has been a mentor of mine and I was in her global leadership program and she invited me to come and I, I sat in the first weekend and I, I think I cried through the whole weekend because it was like, what am I doing here? These people are all like awesome. And she said, why are you crying? And I said, because I just don't even think I belong here. And she said, because you don't see what I see.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And
1: and I looked at her and she said, the minute you do, everything will change. And so I went through that program and it, it was life changing. But I feel like women like her have been um, way showers. And I've also had men that, that have seen me. But, 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 you know, I grew up in a time where women thought there was competition and that we had to, like, fight for stuff. And to be in a place in my life where. Women are collaborating and nurturing each other and lifting each other. I mean, I think that's what it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, my goodness. First of all, I do know Lisa Nichols and I know that that I've been in her space before and I know how powerful those words were, but I see you doing that for others now. Mm -hmm. And so tell me a little bit about, first of all, the moment when you did begin to see it. And how important is it for you now to share that with other women who are at that same place of not seeing it for themselves?
1: You know, I don't know that there was a, 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 like a, a pivot, but, but I do, I became aware that certain people, certain prominent people were beginning to notice me and I, I'll tell you one that was that stood out for me that actually happened last year. I got invited to come to India to speak at, a, at an international women's conference. And all of the women there were like authors, speakers, teachers, politicians. I mean, every speaker was like more inspiring than the last, including Nelson Mandela's granddaughter. You know, I mean, it was And all of a sudden they said, can you can you do something that's experiential for the group? And so I took the whole group into this experience of of connecting with themselves. And it was I I don't even know how to describe it, except it was definitely was like, oh, this is why I'm on the planet, because these women were from all over the
0: world. Right. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, I can imagine. I can only imagine how powerful that was. If you could, and I know it's difficult, but if you could sum up your journey in one word, what would that word be and why? Mm
1: -hmm. Reinvention.
0: Ooh, tell me more.
1: If I were to sit you down and tell you my whole life, you would see how many times I have reinvented myself. Through you know, sometimes through chaotic things and reinventing out of that sometimes because there was a calling, but it was always, it was always about this hunger in me, not to stay the same and not to become complacent. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that it's a powerful thing to have not only the permission, but the power to reinvent yourself because people frequently think that this is all I am. And this is, this is all I'm here to do. Would you be willing to share, you know, what, what was the, the, sh- the shifting, almost permission, you know, the, the point where you found it possible to reinvent? Because I know there's someone listening that is sitting in that place of needing to reinvent mm-hmm. and they need the permission to do so. So what happened for you to make you feel like it was time and it was possible?
1: You know, I will tell you, I was going through a, a very painful divorce
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, I was immobilized. I mean, I, I, I was hurt. I was I felt like I I I couldn't move and I knew I had to take care of my children and yet I couldn't take care of myself and I was laying in my bed and I was praying and I was saying okay I need some help here. Yeah. And the song everything must change came in. It it, wow. it just came into my head and it kept running through my head and I'm like asking what is this and literally like an inner voice said Everything was changed. You have always reinvented yourself. Get up. Wow. This is time to do to do the new you. And it was, it was like profound. And and that started my whole journey on writing and speaking. And it was it was very clear to me that it was a divine touch.
0: Very good. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, Cynthia, do you, and I know this whole you know, over the past couple of years almost now, it's been a little more difficult to network in the way that we've been accustomed to. You know, when mm-hmm. you had your conference this year, it was online. It was phenomenal, mind you, but it was online, it was virtual. How have you used in the past and even moving forward now, how have you used networking to grow your business, to develop those relationships that have been really pivotal, pivotal for you?
1: You know, networking is really um, a gift. And- one of the things that I find is, is that that like attracts like. Yeah. So sometimes I network by meeting people because they're referring them to my podcast. Sometimes it's like someone will say, oh, you know, you should meet so and so and so and that. And then sometimes it's like there's an organization that resonates and I go in and you and all of a sudden you find people going that, that, that. I mean, we're all talking and supporting each other. And sometimes it's just as simple as LinkedIn putting something out and then people responding to it. So I feel like no matter how you do it or where you do it, you know, meeting people that you have synergy with will only allow you to go higher.
0: I love that. And that's so true. And I think people sometimes think of networking as putting on a name badge and getting in a room. And that's not networking only, right? (laughs) There's so many other ways to network. And I'm so glad that you mentioned all of those. Well, as we're wrapping up, I definitely want to talk again, first and foremost, because I know for a certainty, there's more to dive into, but tell us right now, who do you believe you're uniquely gifted to serve and how can we best refer those people to you?
1: Uniquely, uh, first of all, women who are ready to take the leap into their next level. Mm -hmm. whether it's, whether it's in a company that they're working with, whether it's in a business that they've already got, you know, I have the ability to help women get rid of the, the emotional stuff, the stuff that's in the way and use their brilliance to step into their next levels.
0: My goodness. I love that. What's the best way for those people to find you when they're listening and they go up, that's me. How are they (laughs) supposed to, to get in touch with you?
1: CynthiaJames.net is my website, and uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know, you can find me.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect! Well, I want to tell all of those of who are listening that if you have the opportunity, if you heard something today that made you say, "I need to meet this woman," let me reinforce that you need to meet this woman. <laughs> you need to connect with Cynthia James because she has a light, a power, a passion about her that will literally cause you to awaken and see things differently. And I invite you to make sure that you reach out. Cynthia, thank you so much for being on the Networking School podcast. I'm excited to talk to you later next time and continue to work with you throughout the year through the All program. So thank you. Thank you. Love being with you. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Make sure you head over to tishtimes.com to take my complimentary quiz to determine if you are ready for big sales in your business. Frequently, we say things like, I want to make more money, I want to increase my revenue, but we don't always have the things necessary to receive big sales in our business. Once you complete your quiz, you'll have an opportunity to schedule time to debrief with me so we can talk about what needs to happen for you to really increase your revenue in your business. Don't forget that networking is the entry point to your sales process. And so you want to make sure that not only are you networking well, but you have the things in place to make big sales in your business. Make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other wonderful places where you get your podcasts. I would be so grateful if you left a review of the show and also make sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I can't wait to see you next week here on Networking School.